This is episode 40 of the Steady Trade Podcast. Yeah, 40. With your host, Tim Bowen. A, a lot of the time, the best trade is no trade. And Steven Johnson. A lot of people are like, study till your eyes bleed. And I used to be like this. I used to be like, study 10 hours a day, study 12 hours a day. And then... Today, they finished the discussion on turtle traders, where Tim and Steven asked questions like, do you have to be smart to be a good trader? Once you get the basic skills, once you recognize the basic patterns, I mean, you do not need to be a rocket scientist. How do you measure success other than just how much money you win or lose? Your your goal isn't to make money. You got to get to the point where you can do something consistent. Then you start thinking about making money. Should you be a trend follower? If you see some news item and you think this stock's going to run before the volume comes in, before the trend is confirmed, all you're going to do is end up in a bunch of boring, lame stocks that never go anywhere. What is the most important thing to look at when deciding on a stock? You look at the stock and you look at the volume and you look at the pattern downtrending. Something tells me that nobody cares about this Apple News. Whatever it is, nobody cares about it. If there's volume, I'll get out. All this on today's episode. But first, let's dip into our listener mailbag. Today's question, how do you set up your spreadsheets? So we have Michael Moland with a question on YouTube. He says, thank you for the good podcast. You keep bringing up spreadsheets. Could you do a podcast on how to set those up? The parameters, 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 or provide a link here for some spreadsheet application like Excel. I'm just going to add in and how to use it with directions. It is one area that I have trouble finding meaningful or usable information related to penny stocks. Uh, we just had an episode about this with Michael Good, and uh, I don't know. You also have a spreadsheet template for SCT Pro people. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of good resources. Great question. Now um, we we actually have one in STT Pro, like you mentioned. Um, I know you've got a bunch, Stephen. Uh, you know, Michael Good. If you if you go to Good Trades with an E G O O D E Trades dot com, he's got an entire section on spreadsheets. Now the one thing I would tell you is we get this question a lot, and it's a great question. You know, people hear about. Stephen Ducks and his thousands of spreadsheets. So I think a lot of people are always kind of looking for this like magical spreadsheet. But I will tell you this, I think get these sources, whether it be Stephen's sheet, whether it be Michael's, Tim Gratani has some on his site, but really you almost need to develop it your own because I think a lot of people try and take this, this spreadsheet template and make it work for them. And I think it's good to be inspired, but don't try and always use someone else's template. I mean, I mean, what do you think, Stephen? No, no, I think that exactly. I mean, if you're really struggling with Excel, I think it's okay to kind of borrow the formulas. But I really, like my first spreadsheets like a year ago, a year and a half ago, it was super basic and I was going down the wrong directions. But then I was kind of like, I'm not getting meaningful results from this. So what do I tweak and change to get more meaningful results? And then it was kind of like, well, these results are all, there's so much data. How do I make it look better? How, how do I find out what, just what I really need to know when I need to know it? And, uh, and then slowly, slowly, slowly over the period of about a year, I kind of developed a spreadsheet that produced meaningful results that I could use to find an edge 
uh, and I'm still perfecting it. And yeah, I think that that is, you know, really start out with all you got to do is, in, you know, in, in whether it be Google Docs or Excel, I mean, Google Docs is free is the nice thing, but you can just start out with date, ticker, you know, yep. strategy, entry, exit as simple as that because and then and then evolve it over time because again if you if you've got somebody's sheet that maybe they're a biased short seller and you're a long or they're or they're trading technical so you get you you download somebody's spreadsheet and it's got rsi and macd and all these things that you don't trade you're trying to put a you know a, a, a round peg in a square hole so and i think much you know, to, to Steven's credit, I think refining that spreadsheet, the best bad analogy I can think of, it's almost like editing a book. You know, as you re-edit those chapters, you rewrite those chapters, you're improving that sheet and you're making it better for what you do. So I think of it as an editing process. So use those resources but then I say, start your own and just and just evolve and evolve and evolve. And then now, you know, where Steven is a year later, he loves his spreadsheet because it's working for him. Hey there, listeners. The Steady Trade Podcast is powered by Stocks to Trade, the ultimate trading platform created by traders for traders. Now, many of you already use Stocks to Trade. Some of you even use Stocks to Trade Pro and get to hear Tim Bowen every day. So, of course, you know from experience how Stocks to Trade cuts out time and stress of trying to find the best Stocks to Trade and lets you focus on becoming a better trader in whatever style or patterns fit you best. Now, for those of you who have never tried Stocks to Trade for yourself, we here at the Steady Trade Podcast want to help you out as a way of thanking you for listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. We have a special coupon for you. It's a promotion for the first 300 people who respond, and it will save you 20% off of your first month of Stocks to Trade. So you can try this out for yourself. Now, even if you're not ready to start trading real money, but you want to practice trading in real time to develop your skills, you can use the paper trading feature of Stocks to Trade. It's a great tool for traders, so come check it out. Simply go to our website, steadytrade.com, look for the coupon code steadytrade39, click it, fill in your registration information, and boom, you're ready to start trading. Now, again, this is only available to new subscribers of Stocks to Trade. It's not combinable with any other offers, and there's only a limited number of coupons available. So go be one of the first 300 new subscribers. Sign up for Stocks to Trade using coupon code SteadyTrade39. Go do it today and put your trading skills to the test. And now part two of Turtle Traders. (laughs) As matters. But anyway, uh, there's a there's a nice debate. I uh, would discuss nature versus uh, nurture. Now, this is uh, how much do you need intelligence to be a good trader, and how much do you just need goddamn good discipline? Uh, and Richard Dennis talks talks us through it a little bit. Some critics have attempted to explain away the turtles as a careful selection of very smart students. Michael Cavallo, after all could play five people at once at chess while blindfolded and beat them fast. He exemplified the fact that brain power wasn't lacking in the C&D office. Eckhart disagreed, 
saying that he had not seen much correlation between good trading and intelligence. Some outstanding traders are quite intelligent, but a few aren't. Many outstandingly intelligent people are horrible traders. Average intelligence is enough. Beyond that, emotional makeup is more important. This is not rocket science. However, it's much easier to learn what you should do in trading than to do it. Eckhart was saying that, as with anything in life, most people know what the right thing to do is, but fail to do it. So many points I could talk about, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I uh, obviously we, we probably picked these clips for confirmation bias, but yeah, this is another one that I totally agree with. I mean, one of the reasons we love these stocks, these momentum stocks, is once you get the basic skills, once you recognize the basic patterns, I mean, you do not need to be a rocket scientist. You know, you, you, you don't need even to be able to break down the business model, break down the balance sheet. I mean, most of us are just looking for keywords in the SEC filings. You know, it's just looking for certain repeating things. And in my opinion, yeah, you got to be smart. Obviously, you got to be able to read. You got to be able to, you know, do, do all of these basic things, recognize, you know, calculate, do some basic math and stuff. But so much more of it is just character recognition, uh, you know, recognize or pattern recognition. Sorry. Recognizing the same thing over and over because these stocks repeat, no doubt. Yeah, and it's it's scary because and and again I'm I'm still very much on my journey learning, but it, the whole it doesn't matter the ticker, it doesn't matter the sector, all it is is human emotion moving down on a graph, and human emotion behaves the same way over and over and over because people don't change, and uh, you just need to find the odd thing here and there a way of explaining it, and 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 it and it works it's 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 mind blowing sometimes uh, some of the discoveries i've made over the recent months yeah i think one of the uh, i i always talk about a one and done chart there's 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 several great examples of that bring up leds leds uh and look at the da- look at the daily chart on that stock i remember last week it spiked up and i'm like this is like I had to save the chart because I'm like, this is one of the best looking one and done charts I have seen ever. <laughs> and sure enough, the stock spiked to like seven and then two or three days later, it was all the way back to where it came from all the way back to like the twos. And if you can be prepared, if you can recognize that pattern, now it takes experience, it takes time, but if you can spot one of those a week, one of those a month, you know, it's a common misconception in day trading that, that to be successful, you have to make 15 trades a day. Go back to the episode with Phil Godeker. I mean, Phil probably makes a handful of trades a week, and he's one of the most successful out there. But he, but he does yeah. the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's the sad thing. And uh, I had a horrible, horrible character flow of just – coming into the market with arrogance, to be honest, and just thinking, oh, I'll get this. I'll be good at this. I'll nail it. I'll be able to predict the right patterns. And uh, I wish I'd been more humble earlier and just thought, you don't know anything, Stephen. Learn one pattern over one time frame. Repeat it over and over and over until you get it, and then learn the second pattern. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, uh, my second plug, hopefully, hopefully maybe, maybe Joe will send me something, but uh, I was listening to, again, a Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast last week 
and he said, you know, his, his life, he approaches his life with a white belt mentality. You know, in martial arts, I think everybody knows that the white belt is the beginner. And, and every day, I think in trading, that's a huge thing. Don't, don't get too full of yourself. Don't get too cocky. Never say, I know what this stock will do. Come in with an open mind every day and, you know, use that beginner mentality every day because the second, the second you are not humble, the market will humble you. Trust me. Yeah. And, and I just have so many people being like, Oh, I think this one's going to go. Do you think it's going to go? I'm like, well, is it a pattern that you normally play? And they're like, no, no, but it looks like it's going to go. I'm like, don't, just don't trade it. Just don't trade it. Turn, turn the chart off. Uh, or, or start tracking it on Excel, but don't randomly trade it. But the, yeah, the other pa- thing paper was, traded or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, an early, an early paper traded CNN today, somewhere in the 230s or something. I was like, I've seen CNN, it's OTC. These things, green day, green day, green day, green day. There'll be, there'll be shorts short in this. I guarantee there'll be shorts short in this, not knowing that it'll go 10 green days off. But um, yeah, paper traded. And I wish I did that more as well. But the other thing is, what he mentioned is, um, discipline, it takes time to get. Like, you, there's a difference between knowing what you should do and doing it in a stressful, high-intensity moment of trading when there's money on the line. When there's money on the line and it's high-intensity, you mess stuff up. You don't follow what you should follow, but you get better at it. Like I've got better at discipline. Uh, not a lot better, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, well, oh no, yeah, I mean because because I think the 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 the, the problem with trading is, you know, all of us here, you know, here, you got to work hard, you got to grind, you got to show up every day. So a lot of us come in and, and in my opinion, try and do too much. Yeah. Because a, a lot of the time, the best trade is no trade. I, so I, yeah. I love it. I, I always say this, you know, most days I'll have 10 stocks on a watch list maybe more, maybe less, depending on the time. I always say I love taking stuff off the watch list. Nothing I love more than deleting stocks off my watch list because so much of, of, of preserving your capital, of being consistent, is not trading the, the bad setups. And if, if at the end of the day, my list has gone from 10 to 2 and one of them is doing what I want, that's a perfect day. Now I've stayed out of the mediocre stuff. Now it takes discipline. You know, you're, you're, you're sitting there for six hours waiting to trade something until 2 PM. It's hard. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah. Almost to the point where if I don't see the market's hot, I just go and you see it in stocks trade for all the time. Just, just don't trade, walk away. Don't even watch the market because you're just going to lose money. And what, what is a really, really nice part of the total traders book? If anyone listens to the full thing is, They'll say the turtle traders would do nothing sometimes for 11 months. They'd be taking minor, 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 minimum losses, minimum games, and then they'd make millions in three weeks, and that would cover the year from them. Which, And I was just thinking, God, how many professional traders have I heard this from? There's times when you can do nothing. Just wait for the market to be in the right uh, environment. And, and that's my point. It's, that is so counterintuitive because if you're, you know, if you're, if you're digging a ditch – you got to go out there and dig every day where with trading, sometimes it's what you don't do. And if you can just wait, 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 and not lose, lose, lose. And then now all of a sudden 
a great opportunity comes along and you don't have any day trades, say you're under the PDT, you get all crazy on Monday, you burn all your day trades. And now Wednesday, there's a good trade. You got no trades or you grind your account into oblivion. Have that discipline to do what you, what works for you, what you've tested. Yeah. And I mean, just the last thing I'll say before we talk about sizing up once you do start getting it, uh, a lot of people are like, study till your eyes bleed. And I used to be like this. I used to be like, study 10 hours a day, study 12 hours a day. And then I think if you use your time smart and say, I'm going to track one pattern, I'm going to look what it does. If I don't see that one pattern, I'm not going to trade. And I'm just going to do this for three, four weeks until I've built up some data on it. You're, you're only studying one, two hours a day, watching the market one, two hours a day. Uh, that's perfect for part-timers. That's perfect for people with evening jobs. You only put in a couple of hours and within three, four months, you can be profitable on that setup. No, I love that tip. Great tip. You know, just, just stick with that one, whatever it is and test and record and test and record. Yep. So, but, but if you're struggling, if you're overwhelmed, simplify it, make it much simpler. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be as complicated as people think it does. And, and that's it's, it's so easy with hindsight. So yeah, easy with hindsight. And, and true. And we, when I do have conversations with traders is like, when they're when they're most frustrated is when they're trading the most. It's like I'll yeah. get an email saying, "Hey, you know, I'm struggling." I'll say, "Send me your trades," and they'll they'll send me twenty trades, and I'm like, "Man, <laughs> if you're struggling, the last you know, you should be trading twenty times a week yes. when you're crushing it. If you're struggling, yeah. the last thing you should be doing is trading twenty times a week." No, and, and that, that was one thing I was really proud of. Uh, the, other, like, the other week, I had a $600 red week, and I, and I was able to sit and think, Stephen, you're doing something wrong. Cut everything right back. Cut everything right back, and then bounce back. Had a $600 green week by taking t- one-fifth of the trades, just going back to bread and butter basics, uh, and then realized, like, you're developing bad habits. Go start again. Uh, but once you start getting better, uh, how do you manage your money? Richard? Are you there, Richard? Richard, are you there? Is Richard still alive? I bet he is. But Dennis and Eckhart taught the Turtles not to consider their trading in terms of amounts of money. They wanted them to think of money as a variable, because in that way, regardless of account size, they could make the correct trading decisions at all times. However, first and foremost, Dennis and Eckhart wanted the Turtles to understand that their kind of speculation had virtually no external limits. It took place in a limitless environment. They could bet any amount on any potential market movement at any time, but if the turtles entered this no-limit environment and didn't protect their scarce capital, then sooner or later the probabilities would catch up with them. Yeah, for me, it's, it's the lessons basic. If you bet too big, uh, you, it's a probabilities game. If you bet too big on the wrong one, <laughs> you can be done for. <laughs> Yeah, and it can, it can be frustrating. It can be annoying. But if you're starting out, I highly, highly, highly recommend not using margin. You know, if, if, you're, if you've got a small account, I mean, yeah, you're going to need to use a significant majority of your account. You can't follow the 2% rules that you read in some magazine or in some textbook. But ultimately, avoid margin until you find consistency, until you can say, you know, just like Steven's bread and butter setup, shorten a long-term downtrending stock that spikes into resistance, ideally a biotech with sketchy news, until you can say that. I mean, I just, in one word or one sentence, I laid out Steven's bread and butter sentence. Until you can say that, 
you should be trading no margin, small size, and testing, testing, testing. Because until you can make that statement that this is my baby, your, your goal isn't to make money. You got to get to the point where you can do something consistent. Then you start thinking about making money. But, but it's such a, it's such a totally beautiful and amazing thing. Like when you start seeing what other people's bread and butter setups are, and then you've got your own bread and butter setups and then you start perfecting it. It's an amazing feeling. And it's like, it's, it's, it's better than the money that you make the satisfaction from, from uh, seeing patterns and then testing them and seeing them work. Well, I tell you, that's, that's, and you've heard me plenty of times in Stocks to Trade Pro. I mean, I, the, when I get the most excited is when one of, one of the members makes a trade that we've talked about and it's a, it's a setup we look for every day. I, when, when I see, especially when I see a handful, five, six of them make that trade on their own with their own ideas and, and we laid it out, we thought it out, we broke it down. That's when you hear me start screaming and getting excited is when I see others getting it and replicating it. Yeah, I mean, I can't guess. If I guess your setups, it would be low float, like unparalleled volume, buying the first dip on a, on a big spike when it's uptrended pre-market. That would be one. The second one's the VWAP hold. And the third one, I would guess, is when all of the shorts are trapped, when something's kind of gapped down, but it's not gapped down enough, and then it has the green squeeze. Is that yeah, three of your setups? Yep, yep, yep. I, yep that, that. I watch it every day in SCT Pro. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that low floater that, that you know, spikes day one, holds all day, and then at the, you know, basically never breaks down. That is a talk about it. And, and, and especially when the next day it opens a little bit red, yeah, we the, volume, the volume comes in. I mean, they don't all work, but those, day, especially the day twos on stuff like that, especially when there's float rotation, those are the ones that can really rip. Which was Elfin, but you didn't take it. Elfin no, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, the, best, the best lame excuse I can give is that weekend that L, or the week that LFIN ran was the week I was, you know, on vacation, spring break with the kids. I made a point to really avoid trading that week, but oh yeah, I mean, how many times did LFIN do that every day? Trapped everybody and then ripped back. Uh, yeah, but they just got investigated for fraud yesterday, and I think they're gonna—I think they're over. So no, it's, it's gonna—it's gonna be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but we've talked about what you trade. We've talked about what I trade. Now let's see what the turtles trade is, or how the trade is. The turtles were trained to be trend-following traders. In a nutshell, that meant that they needed a trend to make money. Trend followers always wait for a market to move, then they follow it. Capturing the majority of a trend, up or down, for profit is the goal. The turtles were trained this way because by 1983, Dennis knew the things that worked best were rules. The majority of the other things that didn't work were judgments. It seemed that the better part of the whole thing was rules. You can't wake up in the morning and say, I want to have an intuition about a market. You're going to have way too many judgments. Yeah, one of the re- I, and I totally agree. Now, they're talking more about the futures market and probably a little more longer-term, tr- you know, longer-term timeline than we are. But I, we say the same thing every day. I don't care what the news is. I don't care what it reads. We look for stocks 
that are moving and are that, you know, we, we've said patterns a million times today, but you know, one of the reasons we talk about running new scans for only stocks with volume and that are moving is we're wait, you wait for the move to happen because if you're yeah. trying to anticipate something, if you see some news item and you think this stock's going to run before the volume comes in, before the trend is confirmed, all you're going to do is end up in a bunch of boring, lame stocks that never go anywhere. Yeah, and I mean, and that sets up perfectly for the final closing clip. But I just want to quickly say, I mean, the the turtle strategy was super, super, super simple. These turtles made millions across all different markets. And uh, don't quote me on this, listen to the book, but it was pretty much buying a, a 55-day breakout to the upside if the markets broke out up. And if the markets broke to a 55-day low, uh, they would short it. And there was little variances, those little variables that Richard Dennis installed. But it was buying breakouts. It was buying stocks when the markets were strong and it was short and weak stocks when they were making new lows. That was literally it. Yeah, it's something we, you know, the, the favorite back to that swing trade watch list we talk about. I mean, that, that's exactly that what we're, what we're looking for. I mean, you're looking for gradually uptrending charts that are breaking 52-week highs, ideally in a hot sector, which, you know, they were trading futures. So they're going to, you know, if soybeans were hot, they'd be trading soybeans. If oil was hot, they would be trading oil. We're doing the same thing. If it's a you know, if it's, if it's a, a social media stock that is, yeah, that has right. been uptrending for weeks and it's pushing 52 week highs, we do with these, with these swing trades, exactly what they did with, with the futures. Yeah. If social media is having a crisis and it's making new lows, you just shorten when it makes, when it breaks the key level, which is off the resistance level. S- s- right now, Snapchat's a perfect example of that. You know, that, that stock is broken support. It's downtrending. I made this joke the other day that if I ever go on my Bigfoot, my year-long Bigfoot hunting expedition, the day before I leave, I would probably short snap because, man, I, I would feel pretty good when I come back not finding Bigfoot since he doesn't exist. I would be looking pretty good on that snap short. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to... Of course, I the mean, more I see your chest hair, the more I'm inclined to believe that Bigfoot could possibly exist. Lives in Dubai and he, and he rides on camels. But uh, no, but it is just trend following. They do it in features. We do it uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You are short in social media companies because of privacy issues. Now you, people are, Papa John's coming on the podcast pretty soon. Uh, he's long in the weed stocks. He made three grand the other day. He's multi, multi day breakouts. It's insane. Yeah. I, I mean, well, actually that's probably a good topic for a coming episode, but, but I have a feeling April, a, a, April 16th, 2018. I think we may, you know, I, it doesn't bother me to be wrong, but I think we may be approaching with the, with the, with the news flow on marijuana stocks. Uh, we may have that second bull market, the last one was 2014, 2015, and I think it's coming again. So, you think a, a bull market in general? Or bull, no, bull no, weed, weed stocks, weed, weed stocks. Weed. Yeah, yeah. It's, CNN's up. It's fourth green day in a row now. Uh, I don't know. There's a ticker TRSWC or something that is the market leader. It's like twenty two dollars. I can't remember it. I don't know if you know it. I think you told me to look at it. Uh, there's too many of them. I can't remember the the, the one you're talking about. But yeah, but. But what you said earlier about the news scan and about not re- reacting to the not reacting to the news is it, it really really uh, ends the show 
well with this uh, quote. And I'll, I'll just let the producer play that funky music. Ennis made the Turtles understand price analysis. He did this because at first he thought that intelligence was reality and price the appearance. But after a while, I saw that price is the reality and intelligence is the appearance. He was not being purposefully oblique. Dennis's working assumption was that soybean prices reflected soybean news faster than people could get and digest the news. Since his early 20s, he had known that looking at the news for decision-making cues was the wrong thing to do. If acting on news, stock tips, and economic reports were the real key to trading success, then everyone would be rich. Dennis was blunt. Abstractions like crop size, unemployment, and inflation are mere metaphysics to the trader. They don't help you predict prices, and they may not even explain past market action. The greatest trader in Chicago had been trading five years before he ever saw a soybean. He poked fun at the notion that if something was happening in the weather, his trading would somehow change. If it's raining on those soybeans, all that means to me is I should bring an umbrella. Yeah, I think that, that is a, that's, a, that's a great point and a great one to, to finish on is yeah. only, you know, you've heard me say this many times in the podcast, and I stole this quote too, but only price pays. Nothing else matters but the price action. Yeah, it's it's just insane, and and I I really love that quote to end on, and uh, and and it reminds me of something the other day, and, and it was something that you were talking on on Stocks the Trade Pro, uh, where the the company I made a decent good five hundred dollar win, where it was Apple, it was Apple Court News, and and I was and I was short uh, early on at about seven eight o'clock in the morning, and my friend was like, "How can you be short? How can you be short? It's got Apple in the headline. It's got Apple in the headline," and I said, "Well." If you look at the stock and you look at the volume and you look at the pattern downtrending, something tells me that nobody cares about this Apple news. Whatever it is, nobody cares about it. If there's volume, I'll get out, but no one's interested. So I'm doing what the price is, not what the news is. Yeah, and that, the, the ticker's VHC. They've, uh, yeah, and that, that they've been trying, they've been, you know, they're basically a patent troll. They just sue everybody and try and make money. And, 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 and they, 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 they popped on that in the past, but it was like, like you said, and, and like I said, we were thinking the same thing. I'm like, I, I, as bullish as I am, I'm not buying this. I don't care if Apple is in the headline because nobody cares. The stock There's spiked no early and it's going nowhere. There's no great volume, but as you said, that's where your trading rules come in. So if the volume did come in, just like you recognized on CGIX today, you would have you would have stopped out or you would have moved on. So but it's, it's none of that most- matters. The news has nothing to do with that. You've looked at the price action, you're now taking into consideration the volume. And just like he said, I don't care if it's raining on soybeans or not. You don't care if VHC is getting this money or not, because you've recognized yeah. the price. Yeah, I mean that's it. Not none of that stuff. Like I, I've, I'm at the point where I'm just like, I don't pay attention to the news that much anymore. It, it is one indicator of three, four, five indicators. What all I really care about, more important than ever, is what do other people think about it. Who cares? Who cares? That's got a lot of money in the stock market. Who's really can move the the price? And since I figured that out, uh, it's been the, probably one of the biggest discoveries and most important discoveries in me trading so far. Yeah, and that, you know, 
we, we, we trade the news a lot, but it's just a small component. You know, it's just, I, I always kind of use that analogy of, of it's, it's like a pie and you divide up the pieces of pie and the news is, is always in consideration, especially in momentum stocks. But most of the time it's just a small piece of the pie. Yeah. And, and just to, we'll keep on talking about CIGX or CIXG, what, whichever the ticker is, as, as, as saying before to a, a friend, the fundamentals of this company, the news on this company, the chart history on this company now, none of it matters. All what matters is how many people are up and how many people are down and who's going to win the battle. That's, yeah. that's, for me, that's all what matters. And then you just react to it. And yeah, and the volumes to tell. Yep, that, that's, that's the big thing that, that you know everybody's in this. And if this thing, <laughs> you know, if, if this thing breaks to the high of the day, Odds are it's gonna run. If it if it, if it, if, it, if, it if it if it breaks support at one twenty, it's gonna get wrecked. So you've got two trades right there. You wait right now as it tracks sideways, and then if it breaks the high, that's your that's your that's your confirmation of the trend. If it breaks support at one twenty, that's your confirmation of the downtrend. So and you don't care what the stock does, you don't care what their fundamentals are, you've got two trades that you react to. And and just the, as the famous quote goes, there's a, there's a time to go long, there's a time to go short, there's a time to go fishing. Right now, we're just fishing. It's good to be fishing. Just wait and see what happens and react. So again, would like to thank everybody for listening. Like I highly, highly, highly recommend all of Michael Cavell's books. Um, you can go to trendfollowing.com. I believe turtletraders.com is also his website. Um, I, I really like the trend following book. We'll probably cover that in the future. But the biggest reason I wanted to start with Turtle Traders is, is it really it shows that with, you know, with, with rules, with discipline, with the right education, and with desire, pretty much everybody, well, not everybody, pretty much anybody can be successful in trading. But you have to, you have to follow the rules and you have to be disciplined. Yep, totally agree. Uh, the only thing I would I'd add is you just need to be in it for the right reasons and you just need to have a lot of heart and burning passion because there are some lows. There are some times where you want to quit. Uh, but as long as it's your real dream, then there's no reason why you can't make it. So thanks again for listening. Uh, make sure we're always looking for your input. Make sure to go to steadytrade.com. Would love to have your comments or questions. You can go to, we've got a big button that says submit your audio. You can go there. You can record a question. We'd love to have your voice on the podcast. Or there's also an email link there. You can shoot us uh, any questions you want. We, what we would love to answer your questions on the podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Hi, this is Jeremy from Zimbabwe, Africa, uh, currently living in Texas. And I like to clean the house while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast. I actually don't. My wife's just in the room next to me, but... Uh brownie points you know what i mean uh you can register to win real actual prizes at their website steadytrade.com and if you really like what you hear give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on itunes like i did and this is how we say goodbye in zimbabwe